This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The Bird Show. Their husband's ex wants to be in the delivery room when she, the current Gives birth. Okay, how is that even possible? We'll get to that in one second. Abby, I want to throw a crazy dating term out at you. It's a new dating term. Oh, okay. commitment. Um, no. I mean, that's sort of out of style, but people know that word. Okay. Emotional intelligence. <laughs> Mo, this is for you too, as you are still technically single. But not Are really you? Dating. Is he? No, he's he not. not. He oh, called himself not. a boyfriend the other okay, day. Okay. All right, not for you then. Um, so Huffington Post just did a whole article on on what they're calling anti-ghosting, okay? Mm-hmm. And what anti-ghosting is, is when you tell a person in a text or face-to-face, you are just not into them, and you do not ghost them, you verbalize that. So it's just having good communication skills? <laughs> the entire article is just about saying, hey, it's just not going to work out between the two of us. That's well, not anti-ghosting. That's common decency. That's what I mean. Exactly. It, this doesn't seem like this needs to be a new term. It sounds like they're just trying to label something that doesn't need to be labeled. <laughs> so yeah. that means that ghosting is so popular now yeah. that they have to come up with a term for decency, which is anti-ghosting. <laughs> I think that's the, what we're living in now. I think the writers were just a little desperate for content that day. They're like, yeah. what if we take this very basic concept God. and make it into something bigger than it is? which is typical journalism. <laughs> well, going back to what it was before social media, you said that you've like deleted all your dating apps and you're actually meeting and talking to people in person. It's amazing. It's crazy. My mental health has never been better. <laughs> I have loved being off the dating apps, mainly because uh, it's taking A, less time, and B, I feel like I'm less hopeless about dating because I'm not being faced with just the, the pits of hell every single day. <laughs> crazy thoughts. Crazy. All right, so what could the details be here where the uh, husband's ex wants to be in her delivery room when she gives birth? Come on now. It's it's an interesting twist. Hey there, Bert Show. Just a seven-month pregnant lady over here in need of some advice, hoping you can reach out to your listeners to see if anybody has been in a similar predicament. Let me give you a hypothetical. You are expecting your first child with your husband. You also have a wonderful nine-year-old stepdaughter. You want her to be in the delivery room when her sister is born to be part of the miracle. Of course, precautions would be made as to not freak her out about the process. And if anything was to go awry, she would calmly be escorted to the waiting room with other family. But her mother, your husband's ex-wife, is adamant if her daughter is in the delivery room, she will be in there too. I'll give you a minute to let that image wash over you, your husband's ex-wife in the delivery room as you are giving birth. My husband and I have agreed we want his slash our daughter in the room when her sister is brought into the world. She is beyond excited to become a big sister. He and his ex co-parent really well. And she and I have always had a lovely relationship. However, she is insisting she also be in the delivery room. At first, I thought she was joking, but she expressed concerns about my stepdaughter getting overwhelmed during the birth process. I want my stepdaughter to be a part of her sibling's life from the very beginning. The birth plan is to have my husband, stepdaughter, and possibly my mother in the room. I really want to come up with a diplomatic solution. What should I do? Or rather, what are the words I should use to keep the peace in the family and in the delivery room? Mm. (sighs) Man. Uh, as the person on the show that has been divorced and co-parents also, I'm trying to run through this filter here. Imagine uh, Stacy mm-hmm. wanting to be in the delivery room while Tiffany's giving birth. <laughs> it's bananas. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No, it's bananas. Um, but I would listen to Stacy's concerns for sure. Uh-huh. I mean... Uh, I would have to because these are her kids also. But it's just like, you know what? The 
Well, here, here's the thing about co-parenting is you got to leave. You, you got you have to trust your co-parent. Yeah, you have to trust your co-parent, and you cannot save your kid from every situation that is going to be uncomfortable. So maybe it is, maybe it won't be. But dad's going to be in the room. That's what dad's role is going to be. So. I understand if mom has like really feels passionate about this, but co-parenting has given up some of that ego, man. Mm -hmm. Um, And you got to give up control. So, yeah, Stacy wouldn't be in there and we would have the child. Unpopular opinion. I don't think the nine-year-old should be in the delivery room. Mm. But but that's not really like the question that we're going at. I know, but I'm saying there's the solution to your answer. I like no, it no way on any level of hell is the ex-wife going to be in the delivery room. That is such a personal exposed, vulnerable environment. It was my husband. I, I personally could not imagine anyone else, even any of my family, my sister, absolutely not. And that's okay. People feel differently. Some people have friends. I know you've been in the delivery room Mm -hmm. with a friend before Kristen. People have different levels of comfort. But when push comes to shove, LOL, because it's labor, you want your husband focused or your partner focused on you and your baby. And that's not to discredit or dismiss his uh, daughter and your stepdaughter because she is an integral part of the family and a core part of the family. But for that moment, if she does freak out, your husband understandably would step away to comfort his daughter. And that is understandable. Leaving you Literally with just the nurses and the doctor. I I think you're unfairly putting your opinion and values on this family. If they're comfortable with it, then they should be able to do that. I think it's, I think it's like to, I think what you're saying is you got to be aware as long as she is prepared to lose her husband's, um, to lose her husband's focus. If something, if the daughter, stepdaughter does freak out or whatever, and he can comfort her, as long as she's prepared for that, then mm-hmm. yeah, then, then they're good. This it's, would not work for me either, by the way. There's no way my nine-year-old would be in the delivery room. Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think for me, it's not trying to push my values on someone. It's, it's her first child. And I think when you haven't been through it before, you don't really understand the full throes of what it's like in labor. And I think at the outset, I would have felt the same way. Like, yes, have the stepdaughter in there. Now that I've been through labor twice, one C-section and one um, vaginal delivery, uh, no way. Like, it, it's too chaotic. It And people give birth differently. I want to address that. Like, I know that. But they're shouting, they're screaming. Sometimes they're swearing. If something goes wrong with the delivery, I was bleeding out. My baby wasn't breathing. She got stuck. Everyone had to jump into action. And I know you could easily move mm-hmm. a nine-year-old out of the way. There are just lots of variables and it's very unique. It could be just fine. But I think when you're in the moment, you're doubled over in pain. Even if you're getting an epidural right beforehand, you're clutching hand. I just think that your attention being divided with your stepdaughter, who you clearly care about, and your husband's attention being divided with his daughter, I just think in the moment you're going to be like, oh, man, I probably wish I had made a different decision. Yeah, I don't disagree with you in that Stacy, my uh, ex-wife, almost died on on the table wow. uh, with Hollis. Yeah. Um, and saying I had a complete opposite um, moment because so when my best friend gave birth to her first child, it was beautiful. It was serene. It was magical. Um, it was quiet. I mean, the way she was pushing and her determination and then the cry of the, like it was it was emotional and it was beautiful. And I think to have a sibling a part of that, it, 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 it would have been awesome. To a nine year old, this will be so terrifying mm-hmm. that as a sidebar, um, this is the greatest birth control ever. <laughs> <laughs> to see mom in that kind of pain and to see the blood and how traumatic it is. Oh, yeah. This this will work for you in the long run. Al Shea, good morning. You are part of the Bird Show. Hi. Good morning, Bird Show family. Yeah, I was saying if she don't want to make the decision, she could just tell the nurse to cap it at three. Then she could tell the ex-wife or whoever she is, yes, she can be there. But when she gets to the hospital, they'll let her know that she can only have three people in there. And she's going to obviously choose her mom. So that she has her husband, her stepchild, and her mom. Oh, you good, my dude. Yeah. I feel like the one perk of of being pregnant during the pandemic and having a baby during a pandemic, nobody was loved. (laughs) (laughs) This this issue did not exist. All right. Just one more here. Good morning, Sam. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. 
Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I have to kind of agree with Cass and Bert that um, having her in the room is not necessarily a great idea just because there's unforeseen things. Mm-hmm. Like child one, I had my mother-in-law, my mom, my sister, each of them doing their own part for kid number one, and it was a learning school. So at some point, it was more the merrier. I was young, knew no better. I had 20 people in the room, doctors, nurses, everything for kid one. Yeah. My husband was blindsided by the afterbirth part. So let's mm-hmm. fast forward. That kid born... She's now seven when I gave birth to my second kid. She stayed in the room until 10 minutes before I gave birth. And I had natural birth with both my kids. So I've got Mm -hmm. 10 units going all up my back, trying to curb the pain so she did not see that. While my husband is holding one hand and I'm trying to hustle through that pain, talking to her, that's a lot of stress on not only you as a mom so your child sees that you're bringing a gift into the world, but you're trying to be that strong mom that Mm -hmm. she has been battled so much while your husband is there worrying is she seeing something she shouldn't see even though you're not in birth yet but mom trying to you know hustle through the pain of getting ready to have childbirth now fast forward we have the baby she steps out the room you know like i said 10 minutes before i had my second kid she immediately came in afterwards and she didn't miss a thing because they Mm -hmm. were still weighing him and doing the test and she was still a part of that but aside from that, I had somebody I absolutely at the time could not stand. My sister-in-law for second birth held my foot, which was the silver lining, held my foot while I was giving birth to my second child. My sister on one foot, my sister-in-law on the other foot. How she ended up staying in the room, I have no idea to this day, but she did. And that's a big reality check to kind of have all those things going on. Both moms, my husband sister, sister-in-law, and my daughter stepped out with family so I could give birth so my husband could focus on me. That's a great call. Um, Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, one of these days, I, I thought I had told you this story about Stacy almost dying on the mm-hmm. on the delivery God. room table. You may have. Okay. You, you may have. I just... The, the birth was so traumatic for me. I yeah, blocked yeah. a lot of stuff out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it was so scary for me at the time. I couldn't even imagine Hayden being in, in the room at the same time and watching all that go down with his mom. Because didn't mm. you say like one of your, your mentor prank called you afterwards? Yeah. And they, they obviously it was just mistimed his place because they had no idea what was going on. Yeah, he was doing a prank on the air where it wasn't really his voice. It was like a computerized voice that they were just hitting like his voice. So it was like, a hey. soundboard. Yeah, it was a soundboard. Hey, how you doing? And I'm literally sequestered in a room by myself as I'm not really sure what the outcome is going to be with Stacy. I'm really think I'm planning my, my future uh, in my head without Stacy because I thought she was going to die. And they're playing this radio prank on me. Wow, that's they, awful. They had no idea at they the time no it was clear. going. I did, right. but, you know. The Bird Show. Hey, the Bird Show. I, Abby here thinks her family might be being stalked. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So I need y'all to help me decide who's the bigger creep, me or this girl I used to be really close friends with in college. You. <laughs> Probably me. <laughs> Although I feel feel like by the end of the story, you might change your mind. Okay. So back it's in gonna co- take a while. <laughs> <laughs> so back in college, I used to be friends of proximity with this girl named Lauren. We had a bunch of classes together, and I mean, we hung out after class. We would go to bars together, and we were you know pretty close for the most part. But I mean, you know how you have those friends that you're hanging out for the time being, but they're not really long-term friends. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the box that I would put Lauren in. And so a couple of years ago, my cousin, Allie, who, who's going to be in my wedding, or not my wedding, who, wedding. I'm going to be in her wedding. <laughs> Dang it. You know what? Girl, put it in the universe. Put it, I know what you're doing. Just manifest it. Just keep saying that kind of stuff. Put it in the universe. Someone's getting married. Well, at this rate with friends, Allie's the only person who will be in my wedding. But <laughs> I, I'm in Allie's wedding and um, me and her grew up together. We're super close. And um, one uh, weekend she came down to Florida to go to a game. I took her out to some tailgates and I, she actually ended up meeting Lauren. And we we hung out for that whole night. You know, we all crashed at my apartment. And it was great. But that was like the extent of how Allie and Lauren know each other. So fast forward, obviously I'm out of college now and me and Lauren probably haven't talked in maybe two or three years. We're still social media friends, but I like say happy birthday and Merry Christmas to her once a year. And that's kind of the extent of how we keep in touch. So on the bachelorette trip with my cousin, she brought something up to me. She goes, Abby, do you know who this girl named Lauren is? I see that you guys both follow each other on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, like you, you met her once. You don't remember? She goes, yeah, it was like forever ago. And I found it very weird that for the last three or four months, every single Instagram story that I've ever posted, Lauren has taken a look at. 
And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you know how you can scroll up and, and see everyone who's looked at your Instagram stories. She goes, full disclosure, I like to see everybody who's looked at my stories. She's super really? into social media. She loves seeing who's keeping up with her stuff. And she said- Do if you guys you- do that? I'm just curious. Am I the odd one here? No. I, I, well, I mean, because of what we do, hmm? we have a pretty extensive- we have quite a few followers mm-hmm. yeah, and that would be pointless for us. I've stopped doing it since joining the show because it's pointless now. <laughs> I look. You do look. Not every single time, but just enough, especially on the more personal posts. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm more curious about who hearted it because you can send reactions and heart stuff. Yeah. And to me, that showcases like, it. it's not a full-blown indicator, but I'm like, oh, I feel like I have supportive friends when I see that they hearted it. That gotcha. makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Gotcha. Yeah, I do the same okay. thing. I see who hearts it, but that's really it. Like, but, I, I, yeah. To be clear, I don't judge people who don't heart it. I judge <laughs> the ones who do heart it. I'm like, oh, fuzzies. Oh, I'm judging you. If you don't like my post, then <laughs> I, I have a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm coming for you. Or if there was like a guy that I was interested in, I want to see if mm. he's looking at it. But again, that's the extent. But if you are not in the public eye and you only have maybe three or 400 people looking at your post, sometimes you like to see who's keeping up with you. And that's what my cousin and told me. She said, you know, full disclosure, I totally check who looks at my posts. And if you go to the very, very bottom, you can see who's looking at your posts, but who doesn't follow you. And she said, the only person that doesn't follow me on that list is that girl, <gasps> Lauren. And at probably since the beginning of summer, Ali said that she's been looking at her posts and what she's been doing. So she has, you have to seek like, that's one thing. It's like people pop up in your feet, like, you yeah. know, in the, in the top and you just like, you're going through and you're watching all that stuff if you follow them. But the fact she doesn't follow her mm-hmm. and she is actively seeking out her profile and then looking at her stories, that is odd. She's going out of her way to do it. And not only is she doing it with um, her personal account, she's also doing it with her Finsta. So it's two different accounts down there. She's like, these are the only two accounts that don't follow me. And she's actively seeking out my stuff to see what I'm up to. And if my cousin was the kind of person to post on her story, you know, fashion things, and maybe she feels weird about following her because she only met her once, that would be one thing. But straight up, love her to death. But her Instagram stories are so boring. (laughs) It's literally just her at a football game or uh, the song that she's listening to or her dog. And as her family, I'm invested because I'm invested in my cousin. But if I'm just some random girl that I met out at a Gator game once, I would have no reason to seek out her content. So I'm just... Very confused. Should like, do I say something to Lauren? Does it make me look like a creep that my cousin was seeking out who was in her Instagram story feed? I mean, I know technically she's it's your friend, mm-hmm. but it's it's your cousin's Instagram. Like, ultimately, if anybody's going to say something, it has to be your cousin. But it's also harmless, right? She's just looking at some stuff. It's harmless, but it's also bizarre. I f- yeah. it feels like very very low grade. I, not stalking, but. It's why, why there's an agenda. We want to know the motive. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's That's the motive? Why. why are you looking at her stuff? You don't, you're not friends with this girl. If you don't follow them, but you're viewing the stories, there's something there. There's some, you don't want to be caught or something. Otherwise you would just follow them because people follow other people on Insta all the time that they don't know well, even if it's not a celeb. So what, so could, if, so what could be the reason? I know, but if you have nothing mm-hmm. to hide, you're not going to lurk like that. You're just going to straight up follow and be like, I'm here. And she's not mm-hmm. being like, I'm here. She is sketchily watching from afar. Well, can she, can um, your cousin kind of throw a warning shot and follow her and see what, how she responds? Ooh. That's devious. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell her and um, we'll see how she responds. It's a Bert Show. The Bert Show. Good news and bad news when it comes to dating apps. At least one in five new marriages can now be traced back to a dating app. Are you telling me I have to download them again? Um, No. Uh, because this next statistic is very important. Um, a new study also shows that online daters are less happy in their marriages. Oh, perfect. Okay. Keeping them off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> there's good news and there's bad news. All right, let's get Melissa on. This one's a little complicated. She matched with her ex-boyfriend's ex-girlfriend on Hinge. Explain, Melissa. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. Thank you for calling. All right, this one sounds juicy. What you, what you got? Yeah, um, so I am like a late, late 20s um, bisexual woman, um, and uh, I was with my ex, Matt, for, um, for like four years, and we broke up, we stayed friends, um, but I've been on dating apps, and um, he was in a relationship right after our relationship, and he, uh, I've like, I've been seeing his ex-girlfriend, and I'm just trying, I'm like, I don't want 
I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not interested in any way. So I've just been swiping, swiping left, not matching. And I opened my app the other day, and I see uh, her. <laughs> and she liked my profile on Hinge. Um, and I didn't know what to do with that. Um, so I'm wondering if she knows who I am and she's wanted to talk. I don't know. Um, or if she just matched with me and doesn't know who I am. Um, so I'm in a little bit of a dilemma here. So this was the woman he dated right after the two of you broke up. Yes. I would be hard pressed. I would be hard pressed to believe she doesn't know who you are. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you wouldn't know who I am, but then I'm like, so then if you do know who I am, why are you matching with me? Mm. I am absolutely impressed with your discipline because (laughs) I would have absolutely reached back out to find out what her motivation was right off the bat because my knee jerk reaction (laughs) is that I don't have a knee jerk reaction. I was going to, I was going to say that I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, except maybe she wanted some info on him, but there are other ways to that's, stalk you. Yeah, see, uh, that's what I'm, I mean, I keep, I keep my socials like pretty private, so I'm like, I don't know, but then, I don't know, I feel like she didn't, I don't, I don't know, it just seems weird to me, so then I'm like, okay, so originally, originally I didn't, when I reached out to you guys, I didn't have an update, but... Uh, she ended up messaging me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so she kind of played it off like she didn't know. Mm. And you, because you and him have remained friends, when she liked your profile on Hinge, have you said anything to him at all? Oh, yeah, I texted him right away. Oh, you did? <laughs> and what did he say? Before I, even, before I even responded, I was just like, guess who matched with me or who liked me? And he was just like, no way. Like, that didn't happen. And so I, like, screenshotted it. I sent it to him. And he's just like, I said the same thing. I'm like, do you think she knows? And he's like, he has to. She has to. Yeah. So but, did, did he know before this that she's bi also? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He knew, he knew when they were so together. He's got a type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which is funny because it's, like, even looking at her profile, I think that her and I would be friends. Hmm. But after everything that... Because I tried, you guys read my email. Yes. Mm, no. Yeah, I did. What do we need? What do we need to know for the guys on the show that didn't read the email? No, I mean she's uh, she's covered it most of it. But go ahead, Melissa. If there's anything else you want to add from the email. Yeah, um, I just I tried I tried to stay friends with him when they were together, and she she wanted nothing to do. With, like she wouldn't even meet me. She wouldn't form her own opinion she didn't want anything to do with me mm. when they were together and she was like we're like you're basically she was the reason him and i couldn't stay friends when they were together got it so did it's, the, just, it's funny now that she wants to meet me now mm. did don't the, do it did the two of them break up badly um she broke up with him over text oh, so yes i would okay. say yes all right mm-hmm. um so you being together for a year and a half so so are you attracted to her to her, no. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. Just, then yeah. There's no point. There's yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, no. I don't want to meet up with her. <laughs> Not now. Okay. So there's, uh, yeah, there's no combo then. So you, you're just curious about her motives? Yeah, I just, I just wanted to know what, like, if she knew who I was. And then, like, if she didn't, I'm like, girl, like, move along. Like. Mm-hmm. And you did include so. in your email that your ex is curious what she's up to and why she's doing this. I would be too. Yeah. So, I mean, he wanted to know, cause he's like, she has to know what you look like. And I'm like, I don't know. I changed my hair. Like I didn't, I never met her. So unless she stalked me, like I stalked her. Hey, do you have some free time? Yeah. Do it. Do what? Meet up with her. Know. Figure out what, what her deal is. Meet up. Why can't we just, why can't, I mean, that's an investment of time. Why can't you just so did, go ahead? I Mom. did tell her. I told her who I was. Yeah. Oh, you okay. So she messaged oh. you. You told her who you were. And then wh- yeah. where is it at now? So I'm too nice. I was just like, hey, I'm assuming that you don't know that I'm Matt's ex. And then she was like, oh, I didn't. I'm so sorry. I just wanted you to know. And then she never messaged back, which is honestly fine with me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Either that or hit her up with some honesty and just go, okay, really, what is this all about? And see if she responds to that. Yeah, you think I should? 
I, at this point, I would just write the whole thing off, Melissa. Yeah. The fact that she didn't okay. respond to you after you told her, you know, y'all established who you are, I think tells you all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Would I love it for radio for you to reach back to her and then hit us back and just see what she says? Know, yes. <laughs> but for your own mental health and drama, I'd say stay away from it also. Okay. I appreciate the help. All right. Well, if you decide to do the unhealthy thing, hit us back. Okay. <laughs> Thank right. you so much. You guys have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. Go. Alright, so she's really digging this dude that she is dating. The finances, though. The finances, though, are really getting under her skin as she looks at a future together with this guy. So if you got something going on in your life, hit us up at thebirdshow.com via email. Abby's got the email. I have been engaging in a friends with benefits relationship for about six months with a guy who is quite nice and quite good at what he does. So good. And I call him Jon Snow. Um, why does she call him Jon Snow? I don't know. Jon Snow knows nothing. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. With a guy who's quite nice. Wait, and- when you guys get the joke, let oh, me know. Oh, something. I remember. I remember from Game of Thrones because when he was with, what was her name? Egret. Yeah. Um. He did. He, he was. He was a first timer, but he was really good at what he did, as far as pleasing her. Gotcha. Mm, okay. That felt right. like a reach. Yeah. Okay, love that for you. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay, I made it clear that this situation worked for where I am in my life, and he was okay with it, but stated he would like a relationship, which I was open to. He put a timeline on it, and we are getting close. I entered into this knowing or assuming we weren't equally yoked in finances or responsibilities, which was fine for what I wanted. The guy is actually really kind and considerate, which I love. But we realized we are each other's usual types, which makes me nervous because that hasn't worked for either of us in the past. In my past, I've always been put in the mothering role for all my relationships. That's got to be exhausting. Mm-hmm. Friendships, family members, and my ex. They all joke around and call me mom, and that's not what I want to be, <laughs> especially not to a romantic partner. Sexy. I don't want to take on the responsibility of taking care of another adult. He had a job and could take care of himself. He lives like a college student. He lost that job about a month ago and has been looking. But part of the reason I don't want to commit right away is because I was trying to break away from a codependent relationship with my parent in which I was playing a parent where I felt used and abused. After being in a long-term relationship with a partner who didn't work and I mothered all throughout college, I explained all of this to him and he even got to witness some of it. How do I break it to him that he needs to have a constant job before I commit without hurting his feelings? Also, he has been pursuing a business of his own for four years and been unsuccessful. He wants me to be a part of it. And I flat out said not until he can prove that he can be successful by himself and I would need to see his finances to prove it. I ain't mad at it. I have, however, been supportive when I can. I have a successful business and I have a lot of control over my time where it seems like he over invests in both time and money and doesn't have a lot of time for me or the time I would require for a relationship. 
even though he has been giving what time he can now, it seems to stretch him thin. And I honestly don't think he is in the position to be in a relationship right now. That being said, I know everything doesn't have to be perfect for a relationship to work, but I don't like to fail and breaking up after entering a relationship is a last resort option. (laughs) I'm questioning whether I should tell him my birthday is coming up in less than a week. He hasn't mentioned it, and I think it might be because he doesn't have the money to celebrate with me. What's you all's advice? Thank you. Um, so what exactly is the question? Should I break it off with this guy or is that it? Like, cause clearly like. She doesn't know if she wants to become official with him. Here's the thing. How many times do you ignore your gut feeling and your gut and always ends up right? <laughs> Everything that you've said in here, your gut is telling you exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this one line that I highlighted, how do I break it to him that he needs to have a constant job before I commit without hurting his feelings? Man, I'll tell you what, that I am really in touch with now and I am working. I have gone into so many relationships, business and personal, dancing around the truth not to hurt somebody's feelings in the short term, which just ends up hurting them in the long term when you get to the authentic thing anyway. It's always there and you're going to always default back to who you really are. So trying to not hurt somebody's feelings and dancing around the truth is not going to work. So look, your gut is telling you what you need to do here. Yeah, I was actually in a very, very, very similar situationship right after I graduated from college. It was this guy who was like on his sixth year of, of university and he didn't really know what he wanted to do with his life, but we got along so well, but I just liked hanging out with him. And the problem was, is that my gut feeling was like, you know, you want to be in a serious relationship with a guy who can hold his own and this guy can't. And I would jokingly look at him, look at him and be like, you know, we would just be perfect for each other in five years and five years. Well, guess what? It's five years. And even though we obviously are not together anymore, he is still in the exact same position that I left him in when um, our situation ship ended. So I, I think if the longer you drag this out, the more painful it's going to be because that's what I did is I just kept pushing it off. And then I actually kind of hurt like a real breakup when it ended. And she's not saying he has to have some like big money making, high powering job. He just needs to have a consistent job. You're looking for an adult. You're dating a child. Let's be honest. I agree. Uh, I feel like if at this point in a relationship, if she were in a position where she should continue with him, she would be excited about it. I don't think you should almost be talking yourself into a relationship. Mm-hmm. You should be, it should be something you're looking forward to, especially mm-hmm. since they've already come this far. So if you're already at this point with him and you are still questioning everything, then I think you have all your answers right there. Relationships are work, but they shouldn't be a job. This one sounds mm. like a job. He doesn't have a job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The Burt Show. The Burt Show. I I believe I might have psychic abilities. Okay. (laughs) Jackson, Jackson Kim, our new phone screener, will you please find one Burt Show listener to get a psychic reading from me? Right now, one eight five five Virgin. Did you mean to say psychic or did you mean psycho? Uh-huh. <laughs> <Burn>. <laughs> so, uh, a couple of days ago for my fiance's birthday, I hired a whole bunch of professionals to come in. She had some friends come over. I got a manis and petties and uh, Tiffany and a bunch of her friends are really into this whole psychic astrology reading stuff. So I hired a psychic as well. Turns out out. I hired way too many people and I wasted a lot of money. Anyway, so because all the girls were getting their um, manis and petties and facials and everything done, the psychic comes into the house and she's got nothing to do. All the girls are getting massages and they're getting all their services and stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'll buy into this. So I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm paying for it. Yeah. Why well, you got some downtime? Got some downtime. Use it. Hit me, girl. Yep. So, and I am open to this kind of stuff. I do believe that there are some people that have gifts. They are few and far between, mm-hmm. but I do believe that there are some people that have gifts. Anyway, I sat down with her. I don't even know who the hell she was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she, I I mean, and I want to do the exact same thing to a listener here that she did to me because she closed her eyes and the first things that came out of her mouth were the visions that she was having from either the other side or those that were advising her on my life. But I'd say if she said 20 things, 
two of them might have been right. Ooh, that's not those aren't those aren't good batting averages. Okay. That ain't Hall of Fame even in no, baseball. No, you're getting called down to the <laughs> minors. Yeah, you're yes. going from the pros down to single A. <laughs> so I would like to see if I can hit just a little bit better than the professional that I paid for over the weekend. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna randomly hold on. The spirits are telling me. Oh yeah, it's not random. <laughs> to take caller four. What's her name? Oh, (laughs) spirits are telling me Hannah, something with an H. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's it. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Hannah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out that my spirit is named Jackson Kim and he's on the phone. (laughs) All right, Hannah, I don't want to know anything about you whatsoever. This is exactly what the psychic did to me as well. Give me just a couple of seconds here. I will close my eyes. I will start to write some things down and then I will run them by you and you tell me if they make any sense whatsoever. Okay. 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 His eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. He didn't like that picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, we're on to the next page. Ooh. He's scribbling. I'll be shocked if he can read his handwriting with his eyes closed because I can't read it when his eyes are open. <laughs> that in itself is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I love this man, but he has the worst handwriting. Ever. It's deciphering ancient runes. <laughs> you guys are... Oh, sorry. sorry My bad. Sorry. sorry. Oh. If this is off, it's all because of you guys now. 100. It's our fault, <laughs> not yours. Just try to not let, let there be dead air. While you talk to dead people. All right, Hannah. Um, he's a psychic, not a medium. <laughs> well, he's the one communing with spirits. You tell him that. <laughs> Call me whatever you want. Idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, um, I'm seeing the color red. Red is a very prominent color somehow, some way in your life. Is that Does that resonate with you at all? No. Perfect. <laughs> oh, for one. Is it? That's is it, what he was going for. Can I? Can I? Yeah, can, sure, you can help. Is it? Um, is it a light red, like maybe a like a pink? Um, I mean that would uh, make more sense. So maybe you got the gift. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you still shine like that? <laughs> All right, um, me and my sparkler is gonna hang out over here. <laughs> Um, I, I see, I feel like there is a lot of tension with a woman close to you. Does that resonate? Always. Always. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Um, have you recently been to the ocean or are you planning a trip to the ocean? No. A lake? <laughs> no. Do you, glass, do you have a glass of water this yeah. morning? Wash your hands in the sink. <laughs> did, you take a shower? did you take a shower this morning? Yes. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, why, why is a Smurf coming to mind? <laughs> did you used to watch the Smurfs what? when you were a kid? Is there? Yeah, I grew up watching Smurfs. Wow. wow. Uh-huh. Did your psychic ask you that? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what my my spirits were telling me, though. Oh, and it, it could it be possible, Bert, that you saw ocean and water, not because she's going there, but maybe because she might have a fear of it? <gasps> you have a fear oh. of water? Drowning? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, the spirits the, are spirited. Hold on. Team? hold on one second. All right, Kristen, <laughs> take 30 seconds. Write down. <laughs> Do this. I, think, I, I have, think you're the one. I have to work off your incompetency. That's what makes this work. Maybe she needs like some Smurf floaties. <laughs> I am also feeling like you don't feel like you're in the right place right now. There is something in your life that is drawing you somewhere else, but you're too afraid to make that leap. She's wondering why she called for this big ass. <laughs> is that resonating with you at all? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Of course, it is. Well, of course it is. Yeah. You're thinking about a hair color change. Yeah. Man's heating up. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> 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 Even <better> surprise. <laughs> and finally, the car that you are driving, does it have 
An accelerator and brakes? <laughs> yes. There it is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There it is. Amazing. Wow. Right. Actually, a couple of those were pretty. Yeah, the hair color thing kind of freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> so I you actually, you did a much better job than the psychic. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. It's the bird show. The bird show. So let me ask you this, Chris. This is the first time I've heard of this. So I have a friend. Who is like, dude, I got to tell you what's going on. So the other day I noticed that my wife is on her phone and I saw some pictures come in and she kind of hid the, puts the phone down really, really quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. He starts to get real curious. Like what the hell is going on over there? That's sketch behavior. Mm-hmm. Sketch behavior. Right. So she starts to make a whole bunch of excuses. Don't you trust me? And he's like, well, if it's like not a big deal, why don't you just show me what's on your phone? So finally she sheepishly turns on her phone, just slides it on over to And there are a bunch of pictures in a group text of women that are sending nude pictures to each other in this friend group. The women are all trying to lose weight together. So they have been sending pictures to each other showing their progress pictures. Oh, it's okay. So it's naked pictures of themselves. Of themselves. I thought they were sending nudes of other men. I'm like, no, this no, no, is no, weird. No, no. <laughs> no, this is just um, nude pictures of themselves showing their progress. And I don't know all the details, so I don't know if they're doing this weekly. She shouldn't have showed her husband this. Well, he was kind of demanding it. No, yeah. I, absolutely. I would tell him what it is. Be like, listen, I'm in a group chat with my girlfriends. We are losing weight. We're holding each other accountable, showing pro- pro- showing progress, and we are sharing nude photos of each other. And you can't, dude, I, dude would never believe that. No, never believe no. that. But I didn't I even know this sh- was a thing. How I would that is such a betrayal of your friend if she sends that. you a nude photo and then you show it to somebody. If, like you have, no, you can't do that. Can't if the just, roles are reversed, would you believe it? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, right. but, yeah, Tommy no, sent me a new hey, day. It's just my friends. He, he just lost 15 pounds. He looks <laughs> great. Right. Here you go. <laughs> Y'all wouldn't do that. Well, first of all, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't either. This is uh, this is news to me. All right. So that's my first question here. one 855 And we could put you on the voice disguiser. If you're a woman that not as necessarily is in a group, but has a friend and you guys are trying to lose weight. So you send naked pictures to each other of your progress. I've never heard that. Yeah. And the second question I think would be like, do you show no. your significant other? If I was in this, if we all decided to do this, I think one of the stipulations would be we don't show these pictures to anybody because that is a very vulnerable, you know, one, you should, it doesn't matter who you're sending the nudes to. You, you shouldn't be sending nudes over text, period, because you're, yeah, it, that's just a bad idea. But if you're going to do it, you have that agreement with whomever you're sharing them with. Like if this is a, a weight loss crew, all right, I'm going to send you this. You can't show it to anybody, including your significant other. If I found out we did this and you showed your husband my naked photo, Ooh. I am livid with you. Ooh. That breaks all kinds of girl code. See, as I'm looking at the phones, because usually you guys will call about anything. I mean, we've got nobody on the line that says that they send nude photos to their friends as progress reports for weight loss. So I'm not even exactly sure if it's real or not. Maybe I don't understand because I'm not a woman, but why can't you do this? in like a sports bra. Like, why do you have to be nude in order to show the mm-hmm. You're asking the wrong chica. One, I, I, This is not my jam. This is not something I would do. And you've never heard of this before? Never. So is it possible, I can't even think of what the scenario could be. Is it possible that that's not it? That And she's oh. get, she's in some kind of, I, uh, I don't even I don't even know. I don't so even know about that. Oh, so she's fibbing about a, the weight yeah. loss crew. Yeah, this is, I've never heard of this. This is odd. I don't see how this is like worthy of holding each other accountable if you're trying to lose weight. I don't, the whole thing is just, it's, it's, it's off. It's not set, it's not, it's not hitting right for me. Something ain't right. Something, yeah. Good Something mor- smells fishy. Good morning, Georgia. You are on the Burt Show. Hello. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> no, hold on a second. I was just taking just it. Just What you guys were laughing <laughs> Hold on one second. Gonna... <laughs> you got to collect yourself, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I got you. You're welcome for that sneaky. Something smells fishy. Oh, okay. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Georgia. Good morning. Good... Um, hi, Bert Show. Hi. So I have a weird comment. So I haven't sent nude photos before... For like weight loss and stuff, but some of my girlfriends and I have sent 
nude photos to each other almost for like approval, like to make sure they're cute before sending them to like a boy. Oh. Really? That's a thing. So you're yeah. like the first filter <laughs> and they'll yeah. either say yes or no before you send them to some dude. And they wow. could they could, they'd be they could be like, you know, no, that position isn't flattering, do this. Oh, you need to do this with the lighting. Huh. Correct. It's like feedback. Yeah, those deep friendships of women are very different than dudes. Very different. You guys are good to each other. Thank you, man. (laughs) Hey, bro, how does look? (laughs) Do I need to fluff it a little more? (laughs) WTF. That all you got, bro? (laughs) Definitely send somebody else. Yeah, man. Uh, her, Her name is Amanda. She wants to be on the voice disguiser. Hey, Amanda, good morning. Hi, good morning. First of all, I'm a P1 listener, and I love you guys. I listen to you guys every morning. Bless you so much. Thank you. I um, lost 150 pounds, and when I was going through my weight loss, I would send my friends all kinds of pictures (laughs) to show my progress, like, all the time. And I was going off of the other caller. When I used to send pictures, like, to my husband and stuff, I would always send them pictures to get their approval, like, does this look good? Sometimes my friends would even take the pictures for me. I am fascinated. Y'all are good friends. Wow. Never heard of this before in my life. Never in my life. Wow. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. And congrats on all the weight loss. Yeah, that is fantastic. That takes a lot of discipline. Congratulations on that. Uh, And one more here. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a common thing. Hey, Tara, good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. Um, I'm a gastric bypass patient, and I'm a part of a couple of groups. Uh-huh. And we do take pictures and send them to each other because sometimes when you have dramatic weight loss, you get body dysmorphia, mm. and you don't see it. Ah, uh, that's we fair. Always send it in, like, mine are always, in, I'm at least in bra and underwear. I've never sent a naked picture to anyone like that, but sometimes the accountability, you don't see it, you need somebody else to see it. Because I'm in a group where somebody just lost 300 pounds. Dang. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. All right, that makes, I mean, thank you for that perspective. All right, so it does happen. It does, it does happen. happen. No, I wouldn't say it's, like, common, but it definitely happens. Oh. There's a time and a place for stupid. (laughs) And first thing Monday morning is a great place for stupid. It is Kristen's stupid bit of the week to start us off. You know, I felt just right to kick off this Monday morning with a little bit of stupid to help get our minds Mm -hmm. going. So Merriam-Webster just added 690 new words and terms. A few weeks ago, Dictionary.com added 566 new words and terms. I'm going to read you some of these new words and terms that they added to Merriam-Webster and Dictionary.com, and you're going to have to tell me the definition. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) Some of these, I'm very perplexed. Oh, and like the stipulation to make it in, each one of these words or terms has to be used by a lot of people. And has to be useful for a general audience and likely to stick around. Okay. Some of these I didn't even know existed. But hey, now we know. All right, your first word is Blur's Day. Blur's Day. It's when you get so hammered on Wednesday night <laughs> yes. that you wake up Thursday, which is really Blur's Day. Uh-huh. Or, or you get hammered on Thursday uh-huh. and it becomes Blur's Day. Going into Friday. Uh-huh. I like your definition. That is not accurate, but I really dig it. This clearly comes from the passage of Genesis where God created the eighth day, Blur's Day. <laughs> <laughs> really New Testament. <laughs> new, 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 new Testament. Um, blur's Day is when you didn't get any sleep on Wednesday and so you're just walking around as Blur on a Thursday. I'm actually out the gate really impressed with the, your all's guesses. <laughs> we We're intellectuals. Leave. We should leave now. Yeah, you really should. Um, blur's Day, a day not Easily distinguished from others, other days or the phenomenon of days running together. So like last week, uh, Thursday, like mm. Wednesday felt like it should have been Thursday and you get your days confused or you don't know what you don't know what day it is. That's blurs day. Like over the holidays, mm-hmm. when you lose track of the days, yeah. those are blurs Got days. Got it. All right. All right. Got it. Next is shower orange. Shower <laughs> orange. Wow. This was actually added to the dictionary. It's another way of saying loofah sponge. That is incorrect. It's when you get a little snacky in the shower. You get your so- shower orange. That is correct. 
It's a what? Seriously? <laughs> it's like a, like a shower beer when you, when you mm-hmm. have a beer in the shower. Mm-hmm. Just like that with an orange. It's an orange that is peeled and eaten in a steamy shower. People claim it's soothing. Shower orange. Okay. Never heard of that in my life. You, and you drink have. beers in the shower? No, but that's like a thing. I, yeah. Like every guy I've ever dated is like, can you pass me a shower beer? Okay. And they had to define it. That uh, says a lot. Yep. <laughs> uh, the worst is what I've seen uh, my dad back in the day try to smoke a cigarette in the shower. <laughs> that's that's hard. Just wait till you got it's, a shower, it's a shower cigarette. You guys have never been around somebody like that before? No. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's special. <laughs> that's special. All right. Your next word is mid. Mid. Oh. Oh, when a, when a girl's busted. Average. 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 Yes. Average. Something that's not busted. So if she's mid, she's busted. Yes. If, you're not, not. if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's not great, but not awful. It's just... Mid. Mid. Mm-hmm. Like University of Florida this year. Oh, yes. we, we are the number one public university, according to the Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much. We're talking about football, football. babe. Well, <laughs> listen, Sorry. I had nothing to do with the football team, everything to do with the <laughs> academics. <laughs> All right, your next word is speed run. Speed run. Speed run. Speed run. Speed run. Is it not? Quite running, not quite walking. Isn't it almost like an Olympic event? That thing that's speed walking. Speed walking. Ah, yes. This is a little faster than that. Okay. Speed running. Yeah. Uh, You're going to do something, but a little bit quicker than you normally would. Mm, No. Um. To to decide to run really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Speed speed run. It literally has nothing to do with running. Speed run. Uh huh. What is it? When you play an entire video game as fast as possible. It's a speed run. Oh. Uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you guys game at all? Look, no. Is anybody in here a game? Mm-hmm. I think Cassie's the only bit, yeah. one. All right, your next word is smishing. 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 Um, spell it, and I need the origin of the word, please. Okay, it's S-M-I-S-H-I-N-G. Smishing. It's a noun. It came from the internet. <laughs> um, smishing is when you get intimate with somebody in the water. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> Wait, that's right. You're not quite smashing. <laughs> it's more smishing. And you're kind. Of, you're not fishing, right? But you're smishing. And you're not swimming. No. So smishing. And you're not smushing. And you're not smushing. <laughs> that isn't correct. Uh, cuddling with a fish. <laughs> that isn't correct. It has nothing to do with fish. You're smiling while you're also wishing. Oh, you're smishing. I like that, but that is incorrect. <laughs> The practice of sending text messages to someone in order to trick the person into revealing personal or confidential information, uh, which then can be used for criminal purposes, oh, wow. you are smishing. Are you guys getting a crazy amount of these lately? Yes. Right? Yeah. It seems like it's picked up the last couple of months. Oh, uh-huh. those spam text yeah. messages? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, all right. <laughs> Good luck with this one. John. John? Or Jean. Well, you have to spell it. J-A-W-N. Like yawn, but with a J in front of it. Yawn. It's when you yawn really loudly and you almost like dislocate your jaw. You ever done that? Oh, yeah. You can hear it like in there. That little pop. That's what that is. Incorrect, but I like it. Is it referring to a people? Um, It's something used by very specific people. Oh, it's not that. Mm. Long johns. It's uh, what white people wear when they're cold. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> what? what? Long, that, you never heard of long johns? Long johns? Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's a filler word used by people in Philadelphia when they can't think of the name of something. Like, hey, can you hand me that Jean right there? Uh, (laughs) I thought it might have had something to do with that, Uh but I wasn't sure. But I've been very intrigued and uh, impressed by all of your responses so far this morning. Even though they were all wrong. They were all incredibly wrong. I got one right. You you did. Number one public university, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Don't print on a football field. I'll tell you that. And that's where it really counts. Here, Bird Show.